1: Hello and welcome to the Bees Tactical Podcast, where we try to get under the bonnet of all things tactical and statistical at Brentford. I'm David Anderson, your host for today, and for this special preview episode of Brentford v Sheffield Wednesday, I'm delighted to be joined by my favourite Wednesday fan, and... uh one of the smartest guys I know, Peter Lemon. Peter, how are you? And thank you for joining us.
2: Uh, thank you for, for for having me. And uh, and as I was saying earlier, you need to uh, you need to to know
1: no more clever people than me. Yeah, I, I said back. Is it? Yeah, I don't know if it's an issue with the company I keep or that you are really clever. I'm not sure, but yeah definitely one of the smartest guys I know I think okay so yeah i don't I don't think you need a major introduction um all e f l fans will probably have come across some of your stuff once or twice, and people listening to this should definitely have done but um do you want to just give a tiny short intro into some of the bits or the types of bits on Wednesday you put out online
2: yeah it's it's general uh all sorts of stats really and um and some of the some of the stuff that that gets picked up the most is actually some of the most more simple stuff um so, so basically, I'm just trying to to get whatever data source I can get my hands on, and, and try to to squeeze something interesting out of that, uh, Winstar related, out of that. Um, d- generally, I've I've done quite a bit of um, of uh, uh, yeah, sort of like looking at, at history and seeing seeing um, from game 31 or whatever onwards, uh, how have teams in, in these positions done in in the past? Sort of sort of to get a uh, sort of a feel for. How seasons normally go because there's a lot, lot of confirmation bias flying around, um, especially in, in in sentences like uh, "there's always one team that comes from behind and wins promotion or whatever and, and stuff like that." So, so it's always good. I, I tend to use it as a as a way to um, to sort of align discussions more than more than than prove anything. Um, so it's it's just I'm
1: trying to enrich the <laughs> the conversation as it were yeah, definitely adding value to the conversation. Um, yeah, some just brilliant stuff. Uh, you taught me a lot and uh, been really helpful with me. And um, yeah, I, I find it fascinating as well from a data science perspective, uh, football perspective, um, tactical perspective. Just It's all just building this big picture of trying to understand football. And um, yeah, we we're probably only a, a fraction of the way there, but getting there and um, yeah, just uh, really exciting stuff. But I, I should also say that you're part of um, a trio of guys that make up uh one of the coolest names for a stat based outlet uh Al's About stat probably just behind uh, expected goals this brighton pod which um, I came across a while ago but yeah some cool names going on there
2: oh yeah this and it, it's all it's all uh, thanks to to James Marriott the uh the guy who spends more time on the uh, on the design uh template than than he does on on the actual content uh, so he'll be very <laughs> pleased about you liking the uh, the name that's for sure <laughs>
1: Great stuff. OK, well, um, yeah, good introductions. We'll leave it there. you ready to talk uh, Sheffield Wednesday?
2: If we must, then yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. So, Peter, you sit second bottom in the league. Um, you've got 28 points. Um, fairly static and well-run club off the field. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel the season's gone overall?
2: Well, it's... Uh, when you're in a relegation zone, it's not gone well, has it? Um, and uh overall we it's this season has been like a, um, a condensed version of, of uh, the entire time uh different has, has owned the club uh, since uh, 2015 um because we've we've had false thorns um we've also had some some rash decisions um, uh, and we've seen uh, our owner go back on those decisions um, and in general, it's just it's just reeking of of a complete lack of any sort of coherent strategy, or or even a, a wish to have a coherent strategy. At this point, it's it's um, and and the, and the and the really worrying thing is that that sort of rudderlessness is seeping into to how we're playing football, and, and has been for for a few years, to be quite honest. But it's it's really come to a head this season, where we we've generally tried after uh, Monk left um, to to get. Get the most experienced players into the team we, we can but um despite having an average age of of uh, above twenty nine uh, for for quite a few of our matches we that experience is not really showing as, as a as a bonus or, or something that that, uh, that that moves us on um and and it's 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 quite telling that that uh, Liam Shaw has been one of the uh, the, the eye catching players for us um after, after Pulis came in and, and he introduced him into the team because um, he's, he's a young guy and, and obviously he's just decided not to, to stay with us but, but he's, it, it tells you something about the uh, the old guard that has been here uh, quite a few of them have been here since, for, for five years now and, and it's, it's there's too much of a, of a comfort zone and complacency going about and, and too much of the same old things coming back again uh, and, and happening again and again and uh if if i remember einstein's definition of insanity correctly it's uh, it's doing the same thing's over and over again and expecting different results um
1: so so yeah in in a word not very well <laughs> yeah uh, yeah um understandable i think uh the off the field stuff trickling down onto the pitch is yeah that's the worst recipe and that's just um that just spells relegation after relegation but hopefully you've just got enough that that's not the case um we won't go too much into um the off the field issues but i think some of the decision making there is probably a good place to start and uh before we get into like previous games and um the, the future game um pulis so monk was um an issue uh in the end he went um, Pulis was that a weird appointment Um, wrong place wrong time or do you think is is he just finished as a series head coach at this level and then um, just on to Thompson
2: Uh, I I think he's he was finished before we hired him uh, and and uh, stupendously we we apparently according to rumours paid him uh, a whopping two million pounds a year in wages which is just mind-boggling and apparently it's a three-year contract but we'll obviously never know for sure but but it never made any sense to hire Tony Pulis. Um, the squad we recruited for in the summer, we had a big clear out in the summer, and uh, we had a lot of new, new players come in in the, in the summer, and, and we, we were recruiting for for an attacking three-five-two. Um, then Pulis comes in, and he's he's he's. The, the, I think the the nice word would be headstrong, and the the less nice word would be pick-headed. Um I think it's more important to him. There's a, there's a really good quote uh, from uh, Ben Foster, um, the, the goalkeeper, uh, when, when he was uh, when he was um, uh, playing under Pulis at, at uh, West Brom. when he said they, they were playing a game against Swansea and, um, and were playing really well. And 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 he, and he said in, in the quote, not Tony Pulis stuff, but really nice tippy tappy stuff. Uh, and then they come in at half-time and Tony Pulis goes ballistic, and they're, and they're leading one nil, by the way. Tony Pulis goes ballistic, and he he draws he draws a pitch. On, on a on a sketchboard, and he uh, he, he draws an arrow to the uh, from from the defense to, to the to attack, and then he scribbles over the midfield, and he says that's what I want in the second half, and they end up losing two one. Uh, I think in that story uh, is it, it's a nice summation of Tony as a, as a guy. He's a very forceful character, um, and if he gets his way, and if he gets everyone working in his direction, I, I, he probably could do stuff in football still. But the problem for him is he has no plan B. He's no he has no way of, of adapting to to different environments. He needs to to mold that environment that he comes into uh, with with new players. Um, and and uh, to to his credit, uh, noticing that the club culture was all wrong and, and he needed to change that. Um, but it's 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 a long it's a long term job. And and as you could see from uh, from from his insistence um, from really early on in his tenure that he needed new players and that the players he had, were, had were, weren't good enough. That that famed Tony Puri's uh, man management um, magic it's no, was nowhere to be seen. I mean, trash-talking your, your players when you can't change them for, for another month, that just doesn't make any sense. And he kept saying, oh, they're, they're nice lads and they work hard. And then there was a but. <laughs> uh, and 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 he just kept saying, we don't have a striker. And then after he left, Colin Patterson scored something like five goals or four goals or whatever it is. Uh, and he kept saying, we don't have a left back and, and we can't play that way. And, and he changed the formation to a 5-4-1. And it is it is without... I've lived through... I've been a Winchester fan since, uh, since the early 90s. I've lived through uh, the days since we got relegated from the Premier League. I don't think I've ever seen us play... So uninspired, so dull, so turgid football as we did under Tony Pulis. So if the results had been good, I could probably have sort of lived with it until the end of the season. But the results were terrible as well. Um, we, we had a, a point winning rate of, I think it was about half a point a game. And, and that's, yeah, that gets you less than 30 points in a season, in a full season. So he's a terrible appointment and... Um, there are some who are trying to who's trying to give Siri credit that he he changed it again. Uh, but I think the reason, um, if you if you scratch under scratch the surface a bit, the reason is uh, Tony Pulis uh, demanded um, some quite high-profile signings in, in January to to change the team over and to have give us a chance of uh, surviving. And Chansiri, by his own admittance, is having a cash flow issues. So 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 stumping up cash for permanent transfers or even. Even a high-profile load transfer from from the the, um, the Premier League it's not, it's not, was not apparently not something he he was keen on. So so that's why we ended up in a with a transfer window where where we didn't really we do much uh, to to readdress uh, so sort of to redress some of the imbalances imbalances in in, in the squad, uh, also created by by lots of lots of uh, of injuries still. So it's what, what we've seen since he left. It's it's a classic case of. Um, of, uh, of schoolmaster uh, manager being replaced by by a nice guy manager the, the players relax they they start to enjoy the football slowly and they they start to be more adventurous and and not fearful of, of getting a, a bulking or fearful of, of letting the team down and that sort of fear that that is created was really it was just it was just throwing uh, more manure on top of the uh, the pile we already had there um, and it was just it, it took uh, at least two or three games under Thompson before we we started to look like a team that believed um, it could actually win football games again. Under Pulis we looked like a team that believed it might be able to keep a clean sheet, but it did not believe it could score goals to to win a game. And you, you don't you don't survive uh, not winning football games, obviously. Um, so so it's 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 been it's been a classic caretaker period uh, under Thompson, really, and and especially in a Wednesday context because. We've had, obviously, since uh, Cavalial uh, left, we've had quite a few uh, changes uh, in, in the managerial position. Um, and every time we've seen uh, like an upsurge in, in form when, when the, uh, the manager's been, been sacked, I wouldn't call it the new manager bounce, I would rather call it the uh, the, the old manager leaving bounce um, because the players have been sick of him uh, and then they, they, they get rid of him and, and start playing. Um, but then we, we will always have uh within that caretaker period uh we will always have some sort of derailing performance um where we just look absolutely uh lost and um and we've had that on Thompson as well and uh, and one of those occasions was uh, was yesterday um against Birmingham uh, another must win game uh that we uh, that we lost um so so Thompson has definitely improved the team but he's he's done so by by pretty much uh <laughs> Pretty much uh, entering a uh, control, out, delete uh, on on the Tony Pulis era, and just trying to to pick up the pieces from from what Mont did, and uh, and try to get us playing on the front foot more, try to have us be more adventurous, try to have our creative players push forward into, into positions more, try to have some more movement, and we we're still a far far away from 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 being anywhere near that, but 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 at least there are some glimmers. Um, and and thankfully we have the uh, the most um, unorthodox striker uh, in the division still even after Asenjhuir left uh, in uh, Callum Patterson doing uh, what he does best uh, scoring, uh, crappy goals. So um, so that's that sort of uh, helped things. Um, but it's it's to be honest it's it's still a big mess um, and it's it's really hard to see. Um, every time we get these these defeats, one thing is being defeated when you're on top in the game or. Or just having a lack of lock in front in front of goal but but these defeats where we we don't look like scoring for for thirty forty minutes at a time uh, they really suck the life out of you and, and it must must be doing the same to the to the players um so yeah it's 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 a long ramble but it's there's there's been a lot lot of lot of stuff happening, but we' are in in a way it plays we we're, we're back where we started uh, despite some some really uh, exotic detours
1: mm. yeah I guess with thompson as well he's <laughs> He's had a chance to come in now, and um, I guess just untangle the web of Pulis. That's how I see it, and uh, it's it's a hard web to untangle. It's not going to be overnight, but watching you, there is there is clear improvements. I think I think you can you can see in terms of uh, where you're passing the ball. The midfielders, um, Shaw might get the credit for uh, P- Pulis might get the credit for Shaw, but um, I think Hutchinson, uh, Bannon, and Shaw as a midfield three now looks. Looks like it can compete and then find the forward place, So there's a bit more going on instead of just missing out that midfield area which um tended to happen before. So there are some improvements. Um some green shoots. It's just whether you're gonna whether you're gonna run out of time. But um well because we've got you on, Peter, as well, and obviously you've got the Sheffield by um the Sheffield angle and we're good to chat about this. It's also good to have you here because um we can have you on for like the data science perspective as well. So your expertise in that field and um, understanding of data and uh, how it fits into football and your keen eye for that puts you in a good position to sort of help answer a few of the questions we've had come in as well, because they're, they're Brentford questions. But I think they're also they're also data questions as well. And um, it'd be good to hear some of your takes and how you interpret them. But I, I think this fits in well with management and um when it's right to pull the plug or, or whether whether a manager is exceeding expectations or not doing enough and some of the context behind that. So um, before we go any further, there's a good question that's come in. And it's, um, it's from Greville Waterman and he's saying, so you're obviously well aware of Brentford's run at the moment and how well they've done in the past. But his question is, uh, I'm concerned that unlike in previous bad spells for Brentford in uh, 17 and 18 and 18 and 19, the stats and performances are telling another tale. Is it time for a change, or do we need to change formation, or is it time to stay calm and he 's basically he 's saying that uh, his interpretation of the statistics in the last few games are things are bad and things are really and they 've got bad really quickly but previously when we 've had these really bad runs that the thing that people would cling on to is the fact that expected goals, for instance, were good and always in brentford 's favor so you 've seen a couple of managers go recently you 've seen poor performances. Um, what would you, what would you, what would your take on the the Brentford side of things at the moment be? And um, how would you, how would you interpret that? And sort of maybe lay that onto things that have gone on at your own club. Or uh, I know, obviously, key, key performance indicators may not be expected goals at every club, or or drive decisions. But how would you, how would you interpret that question?
2: Yeah, I think it's a, it's a it's a really good question uh, because um, it it it's it really gets at whether people interpret uh, the stats in. in <laughs> In um, inverse of commerce um, or, or whether they they look, t- t- whether they use uh, numbers uh, produced by football games uh, as as another prism, uh, which, through which to uh, to to observe the game. The way I try to to approach data is is uh, as as a way of, of asking questions, not of, of giving answers. So so. Uh, yeah, from 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 the from the top, I'd, I'd probably not look at at numbers to to uh, to answer the question. Should we should we change manager or should we change formation or or, or whatever? I would, I'd I'd rather look at user data in an explorative uh, way and 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 see whether you can see. Uh, where where things are, where, if you can identify where things are going wrong, and and, there are some obvious places where, where we are going wrong, uh, once then we, we need to work on that. That also ties in with some a lot a lot of things that are, non uh, number uh, uh, number based, uh, such as mentality, which is, a, is is a, an even more important factor this season when when the uh, the, the churn of games um, every three four days, mm. um, I don't think it can be underestimated how much that saps the uh, the mental energy of the players and how much the coach's job this season is not about motivating players it is about um, keeping players mentally fit um, one thing is the f- physical fitness uh, and there's been quite a few struggles with that at, at uh, a lot of the clubs in, in the championship um, and, and there's, there's there's a reason for that with the 46 games that we stupidly, uh, stupidly keep on playing um but but I think the mental fitness i think that is what 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 you're looking for and and in those sort of situations you're looking you 're not just looking for for the um uh, the the old average of, of of leaders to step up but you you're looking for for the ability to 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 change the team in in just one or two places but to have that player come in with some some new refreshed mental energy uh which then um football being uh being a chain related game which then um feeds on to the to the other players um, and there's there's, there's there's a good there's a good um, opportunity for doing that with the with the final stops being allowed um, and it's really something that is noticeable in our games because if you look at our, our HG production um, when we play um, from the 65th minute onwards all season 30 games we've um, we've created 3.9 expected goals uh, against our opponents 15.1 so that that tells you a lot about not just uh physical fitness because they they do run around the pitch they do uh track down the man they do but it's it's that inability to be um slightly ahead of the game or even just following the game where you where you run a bit behind and that i think that comes down to to mental fitness is more more than anything more than and anything um and what we're seeing this season, is, this season, um, I, I haven't checked the numbers the last few weeks, but it used to be anyway that this season the uh, the, the goals scored um, in the championship was the lowest ever recorded in, yeah, since eighteen, uh, what was it, eighteen ninety one or, or something like that. Um, so so games are a lot more scrappy because uh, fewer goals will will then decide games, obviously. Um, chances are harder to come by. If you look at the XG as well, uh, like as, as a division, uh, uh, the championship is is creating fewer chances. Games are literally more boring. Not just because uh, we can't be in the stadium, and uh, those of us who have to to watch from afar can't hear hear fans in the stadium. But th- there's th- that sort of um, lack of intensity comes from both the lack of fans, but I also think it comes from from the the. Uh, um, the, the necessity of of players having to 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 give their role um so often uh and and with so little resp in between um and something I know that Tony Poole has picked up on which i I can totally uh, understand and and uh, and Thompson has said the same there's no time to re- prepare for games you you can't mold the tactics very well from one game to, one, to the next so what, you, what you're getting is do you, do you set up with the, the barrier attacking a formation knowing that you in the next period you're going to play let's say four out of the eight opponents are going to be teams that will pick you off if you play attacking or do you instead which seems to be the, uh, the trend this year in the in championship do you instead focus on having a, a solid foundation and, and, and hit the other team on the break if you get the chance or, or pounce on a mistake and that's, that's how we've gone we've gone for, for the solid foundation and uh and, and lo and behold, we we we've not exactly scored a lot of goals to to, to, to say the least um, because of that. So so I think in, in this environment there are some decision making that is that, that is getting overly conservative. It's a bit like playing a golf course, and, and when you even when you're playing the par fours, you, you're doing layups when you and then you still have uh, two hundred yards uh, to, to the green. Rather than attacking the hole, when, when you have the chance, and if you if, if you have a good drive, you should attack the hole. Uh, the numbers say so. Um, so 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 in, in my mind, I think that there are some there are some uh, managers and, and more more than this season than, than than previous seasons who are a lot more conservative. So I think anyway that it makes a lot more sense for a team to be more attacking in its outlook in the championship this season because if you can score. Two goals a game. Uh, if you're capable of doing that, and you know the other team will struggle to score one, uh, and especially two, you will win more than you will lose. I know this sounds overly simplistic, but the idea I have anyway with it is, if the other team is just set up to to have a solid foundation, it's quite easy to control those games if you if if you play a way where you control uh, the ball in in, in in the opposition's half, and when you have the ball, as, as Pep Guardiola would say, you you can't you can't concede. So I think I think a lot of the managers in the championship this season. I've actually missed um, missed a vital link that that when you play in an attack in an attacking fashion, uh, you also put less strain on the, on the defense. And we've seen that at, the, at Wednesday for sure. We, we've seen that when we, we retreat into a shell, when the defenders are standing still when they're defending, when, when the when the with the opposition attacking, we make a lot of mistakes and we have lapses of concentration. Whereas when we defend while we're tracking back and there there are lots of opportunities for for the defenders to cover for for each other we don't make those sort of mistakes so sometimes as the old adage goes uh, attack can be the best form of defence and and i think i think brentford have some of the finest attacking players in in the division and and at least two if not three players who would not look out of place in in a in a mid table premier league side already so, so it it would for me be, it would be weird if if the the uh, discussion now, especially seeing how you've tightened up defence um, this season compared to previous season, the discussion is now you need to tighten up even more. I think what you should focus on is is how do we get the the um, the prime attacking talent you have in your in your squad uh, to 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 function better, and and you actually have the luxury of being able to to rotate some of them, uh, and not uh, not like we we are. Very dependent on Barry Bannon, for instance. But you have you have three or four players who do the job that Barry Bannon does. Um, so so you you are capable of being uh, a lot less predictable going forward if you want to be, and if you if you can if you have the mental energy to to keep a high tempo and keep a high intensity, which is bloody hard uh, when you when you're being sapped uh, as as much as uh, some players are. And I think I think a lot of people don't realise how much how much this schedule and the lack of fans as well. How how sapping that is because we're all we we all uh, hurting uh, during this uh, bastard pandemic um, and I think footballers are no different so it's a lot harder for them to to um, to be productive at work as well just like the rest of us um, and people need to give them a break sometimes uh, and we're going to see a lot more random results and a lot more uh, as I was saying tighter games decided by the odd goal so if there's one season not to go overboard with analysis based on a small sample of games, I would say that I would say that it's this season, especially.
1: Yeah, I think I'd agree. I think, um, yeah, there's, yeah, there's so much of it. I would agree on. Yeah. I think a lot of it, I think it's easy to criticize coaching because um, we're just sort of sitting here watching it and uh, looking at these discreet moments and, yeah just picking faults in them um these games are really tight and there's not much time for planning and you're just as soon as one's finishing you're readying yourself for the next game the games themselves are really tight and competitive and um it doesn't take much for a couple of moments to go against you in these games and as you're talking about attack at the moment it's we're finding it difficult to even even us as good as we've been are find it difficult to create good chances and any chances at all at the moment we've really hit a bit of a bit of a block and um, I think, I think another thing as well, what you're saying as well, has actually come through to fruition in the last few games for us, where opponents have looked at attack as a better form of defence in terms of actually pushing players high, trying to disrupt us in the build-up phase, and not allowing us to play out or or forcing us to make many many passes just so deep and then go long to the forward line. So they're looking at saying, well, actually, let's not let's not just defend and shell our way through this. Let's let's move forward. And take the game into Brentford's half or Brentford's third, and change it up a little bit. But, but just going back to Greville's question a little bit, and I think you did touch on this really well. Um, the so talking about like bad spells from a few years ago and um, how how much they how how much they sort of rattled the fan base and things were not thought as being right. But then from a club perspective, you're saying, well, actually everything's okay. It will level itself off now. But I think trying to apply that sort of thinking directly onto what we're seeing today is, is not, it's not, there's not really many parallels because if, yeah, as you were saying, if ever there's a season to not pay attention to underlying metrics as much as previously or short term, like three games or five game spells or or maybe even a 10 game spell, because this is a, this is a crazy season. and. If you're smart enough to run your club by these sorts of measures, you, you're smart enough to know when they're not as impactful as they might be. So I, I think there's a little bit of that in here. So we're probably trying to put on a situation that occurred a while ago when things were a little bit more settled and understandable onto onto today's game, where it's, it's really hard to pick teams from week to week, uh, let alone make sense of the numbers that are coming out of these games. So... Um, it is time to keep calm. Um, you've seen you've seen some big changes when probably it was time to to rip it up and make changes. But I think for Brentford anyway, at the moment, it might just be a couple of tweaks in players and formations are just just taking the pressure off some players in in different moments, which um, which might be um, which might be an answer for the for the current. Uh, well, to stop the the three game losing rot. Um, next point uh i'm gonna go on is i guess yeah let's talk a little bit about let's talk about a little about i think current form i think that's a good moment to move on to current form because as yeah we it's probably well known now brentford have lost three in a row when they've gone 21 unbeaten and lost three in a row and that that itself sounds crazy um you've just lost to birmingham another relegation rival which is a big blow we've lost to coventry one of your rivals so two teams around you have picked up points in one weekend um how's that how's that made you feel in the race is it has it put a bit of a downer on things or are you and was it was it the performance as well i guess has that has that left any lasting issues i know sure got sent off for a couple of well well, I, well i'll let you describe <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah well it's the first one wasn't the yellow card. i think most people would would agree with that because it's, it's quite clear simulation by by the um by the Birmingham player, but the second one was a straight red for me, and I've uh, I've I've got a lot of flack on, on on Twitter today uh, from Wednesday fans uh, saying um, basically saying you are not allowed to tackle anymore if that's not a good tackle, and it's it's a long it's a long-standing debate, so I won't really go into it because uh, I think people can guess what my viewpoint is, and I've been quite vocal about it uh, on 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 social media as well. Um, well, the. the I think we're getting to the, the, the typical phase of the championship season where where everything seems possible and impossible at the same time um, because it it seems like when once you get caught in in a rot or a downward spiral that there's no way out of it um, and and that, I think that's that's also quite uh, it's quite telling that you have fans of Brentford doing as well as you are after you've you've lost a few games uh, thinking oh shit is this is this the end of the good times and. How have, have you? Because in Brentford's case, I mean, you, you don't need to be promoted this season. You're not. You're not financially uh, dependent on being promoted this season. Uh, I know it's a big bonus to be so, but but to to um, to do some short-term stuff now, it would be, make a lot more sense to to review things at the end of the season and see if if you if you want to change your uh, manager or not. And uh, and to be to be honest, I think most people in Denmark are quite. Um, Shall we say um, surprised or shocked that Thomas Funk is uh, is doing as well as a manager as, as he is um, because he, he didn't exactly leave a, a good impression in 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 Danish uh, coaching circles uh, when when he was here. Um, but I, but I think the performances is what I'm really f- focusing on um, because they the, what what they're telling me with Wednesdays we, we've not really moved on from from. Uh, the time uh, just just around uh, where Cavalier was sacked in, in in 2017, we have these spells where it looks like oh we we are on the up now and, and it's it's nice and then we just completely collapse for for maybe a month or two or three and and or in the case of 2020 for most of the year. Um, so, so it's it's the worry is that every time we we win, I think, uh, and I think my my, my good friend James Mary had said said it really well the, uh, the the other day after the the Birmingham game. Even when we've been winning, it just feels like the the cracks are being are being papered over, uh, and it, it it does feel that way. It just it, it feels like you can't celebrate fully when we win a game because you're already worrying about the next one. Oh, which Wednesday is going to turn up, and are, are they going to be uh, downing tools uh, once they they go behind, uh, or? or or, or how will this uh, game uh, go and, and, and uh, one of the things I want to look at numbers wise in, in the, in the coming weeks is uh, there's this, this definitely a sentiment that has, has stuck with Wednesday fans that um, whenever we're playing an important game against a rival just around us in the, in the table we tend to not do well whereas when we have a, a free hit against a, a team like you for instance we tend to do better um, and it's actually been a feature for a few years on an anecdotal base uh, basis, but but obviously I'd, I'd like to to see if the numbers uh, the numbers can can, um, can can back that up. Um, so so it's 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 just the championship is just such a complete madhouse to be to be a part of, and and I guess that's why it's is also uh, I would say the most enthralling uh, football division in in the world of football, despite the the lack of quality at times. There's there's always so much drama and there's always so much that can happen and feels like it can happen even though, it, if again, if you look at like the historical parallels um, most teams don't tend to move uh, many positions uh, from where they are around about now and and that's actually true from, from about halfway through the season and, and onwards teams don't tend to, to move up or down 10 positions um, but we remember the one team that does, like Hull last season who, who dropped like a stone and Bristol City might be doing something uh, the same now so what I'm taking heart from, anyway, is, as a as a guy in, with, supporting a team uh, in a relegation fight, is the number of teams that could come into a similar situation to us and be on that down spiral. And you're seeing that with Bristol City. Um, they got 39 points, which means they they probably only need 10, 11, 12 points more to, to to be safe. Be safe. But but where are they coming from? If you look at that, then if, if if you if Brentford fans feel the underlying numbers of Brentford are terrible, they should have a look at Bristol City and. Instantly feel better about themselves. They had 0.02 xG in the last game. It's uh, <laughs> so so um, yeah. That's, that, that, it feels like every other club in the division uh, have these discussions um, every two three weeks. Have it all gone gone to hell? <laughs> so so um, that's the only thing I'm taking heart from is the fact that we might not be very doing very well as, as Wednesday uh, at the moment. But there are a lot of teams not doing well as is the um, cost them in, in the championship yeah
1: it's, it's a difficult league isn't it um i think the microcosm we're seeing this year as well is making yeah it's it's easy to lose your head i think basically sort of three wins on the tr- three losses on the chart and you you don't remember this twen- i i do generally think a large majority of the fan base have forgotten that the team went 21 games unbeaten just before and there was a bit of luck involved in that i mean there were some close games and some draws and uh some wins coming from behind, but it's really easy just to think that the dismay you're seeing now is how it's always going to be. But yeah, there's there's a lot team there's a lot of teams that are worse off with worse squads, um, similar injury issues, and yeah, some teams as you're saying like Bristol City who are just not shooting at all. Bristol Bristol City barely can muster a shot in games. They they are outshot in games. They've been outshot from pretty much like a third of the season through. Um, expected numbers conceded are terrible. Um, you don't really see a way back, and they've they've had some big inj- injury issues. But it's also it's also managerial. It's also patterns of play. It's also what they're actually doing on the pitch as well. And they look truly rudderless. Rudderless. So while um, while Brentford specifically are having um, a bit of a rough patch, I, I think there's more there's shoots there that actually could see that this team could go on and and still challenge. I think it's just a couple of bad results and um, um, a few tactical systems that have been exploiting it in the last few games. Um, I guess before we move on a little bit, but how how do you think um, Wednesday have dealt with the schedule? Do you think uh, do you think you've dealt with it worse than most, or um, have, has the squad depth come into ish, uh, come into play?
2: Yeah, uh, big big issue for us. Um, we definitely recruited for um, for the first thirteen fourteen players uh, in the summer, um, and we ha- we we I actually think we recruited re- really well in the summer. We got some good players in. Um, especially at this, this level some proven and others um, with, with, with points to prove um, but they've been injured some of them um, we, we started the season with, with a midfield of Barry Bannon Massimo Longo and, uh, and Issy Brown and I think it would be hard pushed to to find a team in the championship who would turn down a, a midfield of those three players um, they complemented each other so well but it lasted three maybe four games I think and then uh, first Brown got injured and then Longo got injured and, and it's it's sort of been been that way since that every time we seem to be have have settled settled some partnerships in, in different areas of the pitch the players get injured or they they lose form or, or so it's, it's it's it feels like it's just um trying to uh, to keep the door shut in, in a storm uh, more than than uh, trying to find your way way forward um so uh, now i think we've struggled more than most because we did not recruit for for the squad depth and our issue specifically is we do not have, uh, a Brentford have, uh, a B team of players that, that you would expect anyway to be knocking on the door of the first team within a few years. We have the under-23s, the we have um, Shaw uh, has been has been a revelation and, and Wednesday, Wednesday fans will be angry at me for saying so after after he, uh, he accepted the uh, pre-contract off of, of Celtic uh, and they've been busy all week, found playing his, uh, his, um, his form this season. Um, and we have other youngsters as well who 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 who've, 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 uh, who've sh- shown good bits uh, uh, this season but in like in a, in a longer perspective like t- 5 10 years perspective the production of our academy into the first team i think it's Liam Palmer and and uh, Wildsworth and Dawson that's it we've we've we we do not we're not able to to have that um supply line of of young talent and and when you're in a season like the, the current one there will be be patches where where you 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 cannot call on on uh, on your uh, three four five best players and you need youngsters to be able to step up and and most good teams with good academies will have youngsters that then step up and take the make the place their own um, and uh, obviously uh, Birmingham's well publicised <laughs> um, academy after after the Bellingham transfer uh, showed you that in in an, in, a, in an extreme version but you're seeing that at every at a, Pretty much every club in the um, in the championship, they are either bringing players through from the academy, or they are bringing in uh, hitherto uh, untried um, loanees from from the Premier League, who who then hit our form. Uh, Lucian is a good example of, of, of the latter, um, and we've not been able to do that uh, in, the, in the same in, in the same way. Um, so, so we've we've really been. I think we've really been hit hit hard over the uh, the fingers with with the way we approached this season because we approached it as any other season, and that was not the way to do it this season. You you the one season you wanted a bloated squad which we've had for for quite a few years uh, before the summer, is this season and and this season we decided not to have a bloated squad but to have a competitive squad instead, and that has been a big problem because. And and obviously, second two managers uh, exacerbates that problem because you change philosophy and you change approach and you change uh, defending patterns, uh, attacking patterns, and and the movements uh, expected of the players and, and and the intuitions uh, get lost. And you can see how frustrated the players are, pointing at each other and, and flailing their arms and 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 that sort of thing just just uh, can also the players' confidence as well. That that you that, that things keep changing and and and. Um, the worst thing is when wild players feel that way. you wise they go into a shell, so they start playing for themselves and they stop trusting their teammates. And our dear captain Barry Bannon, uh, brilliant, brilliant technical player, but his his ability to to mentally affect the game and mentally affect other players and trust other players is, is non-existent at, at the best of times. Um, so 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 when, when he when 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 Bannon goes, so goes uh, so go Wednesday. Um, and and he's not been his, in his best form uh, recently, um, and and part of that is definitely down to to the fact that there are no runs for him to to hit his uh, his long Hollywood through balls onto. Um, so so it's it's uh, it's not easy uh, to to when we when you have one mode of attack which is stealing the ball from the opposition or Bannon hitting his Hollywood ball from the his uh, quarterback pocket uh, deep into space. Um, if either of those modes of attacks don't uh, come off in, in a game we, we we look lost we don't know how to to, to breach defences so I, I would be amazed if we score uh, two goals against you and more than surprised if we score one so uh, so that's that's the state of things at the moment I think
1: yeah um, this it's probably good for Brentford fans to listen to this I mean there's uh, we all have different priorities on the pitch and uh, we're going for different things but um it, yeah it's it's pretty bleakish it's been pretty bleakish Sheffield Wednesday and uh sometimes you just have to think about at least we're at least we're having a bit of a bad run at the top of the league not um not sort of looking at the trap door but I, I think this is a good time to talk a little bit about shapes and systems because uh yeah these are these are some of the interesting points of the game and. Um, especially at the moment where uh, where managers are, are coming under pressure because of how they're deploying players and um and the lack of and lack of time they're having to work on tactics. Uh going back to the game we played previously, um the 2-1 win over at uh, Hillsborough, um, it's quite an interesting change you've had. There's a bit of a bit of a transformation in your team. Um you've played so most of the season you have played like a 3-5-2 or or a 4-4-2, but if we look back at the team when we played you back in November, I believe, um, uh, your back line was probably very... It's not going to look like that on uh, Wednesday. M- Moses you played, um, I think... Uh, who else was in the back line? Aidan Flint, uh, Van Aken. Hunt's not going to be there. Um, Marriott's not going to be there. Dawson's not going to be there. Westwood's going to be in goal, I believe. Um, it's almost like it's almost like a completely different team now. I mean, the core cause, the cause remains, but there's a lot of changes.
2: Yeah, uh, it's, and it's, it's, it tells you the story about our season. It's been a constant, uh, constant. It's, it's like opening a big box of, uh, of a, a thousand-piece uh, jigsaw puzzle and, and trying to, to connect at, at least some pieces, and, and then you, when you connect the three pieces, you look up and you have the, the pile of uh, the other 900.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: 97 pieces uh, trying to, to, to get them to fit together. So we, we're just looking like there's a big under construction sign over, over how, how, uh, how we approach matches. And I think every manager wants this um, stability of having a core that they can rely on. But for us, it's been a case of of injury every time, and and we've had injuries now, uh, persistent injuries now for at least four years. So it's it seems like more than a coincidence. And we have actually one of the most skilled and, and revered and respected uh, sports scientists uh, in in Tony Strudwick um, in in our backroom staff. So so it's not. It can't just be put down to to a simple thing like personnel. It 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 must be something either about the the training ground or whatever. Um, so it's 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 hard to see uh, what our best team is, um, and that can be a positive in the way that there is a lot of competition for places. But in our case, it's more a a, a a case of of trying to find at least five or six players who can perform on the day, uh, and then hoping they can carry the other. The other players um, through the game, um, and that does not tend to to uh, lend to uh, lend itself to to being convincing and and dominant in in, in football matches. Um, and I think you're right about the the uh, the, the shape and the, the tactical form. We we've we, we tended to. Um, it's interesting. I think most managers uh, who've, who've come in after Cavaliere uh, have either started with the three five two or ended up with the three five two. And and the issue we've had is when when we are very deep. We get overrun in central midfield, and and when we only have two central defenders, um, they 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 get they get torn out of position quite easily. So we need that third man covering. Um, and Luongo did a really good job at, at that early in the season. In you know, he had a proper I can't even remember the game. It was uh, against, but he had a proper libero uh, performance like Franz Beckenbauer style, where he he just uh, oh, he's great at, at advancing the ball as well. Um, he's the most versatile player we have. So, so he, he was able to also carry the ball out of the defence, uh, which is something we desperately like now as well. Um, but that that we we have the need for that uh, three, and, and whether that's two defenders and, and a very very deep uh, uh, midfield anchoring midfielder like Hutchinson has been doing part of uh, of, the, of the last couple of games, or whether that's with the, with a the in, in the in the back three and uh, then then pushing forwards when when we are on the ball and, and attacking, uh, that that has changed. Around a bit, but but we we've really stuck to to the, the three-man defence because it, it 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 just seems like it lends uh, lends some calmness to um, to especially Tom Lees, who who is a defender who can get flustered quite easily. Um, and and I think also I've been a big uh, uh, critic of of uh, Kieran Westwood, and he, he has had some some iffy um, some iffy performances or, or uh, attempts at saving the ball and, and letting goals in uh, uh, since he's come back, but. What it does seem to lend the defence is, is more calmness because they know each other. Um, so we've gone back to to basically how we played uh, five years ago uh, at an attempt to, to get some sort of um, normality, stability into to to how we how we defend. Um, but the issue has been on the on the wing backs. Um, because When we played with and reach on the left and, and Harris on the right, we've we've against Wickham, for instance, we we did really well with that because Wickham did not they took an awful long time to 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 um, to onto the fact that we wanted to get the ball wide and get crosses into the box to to Jordan Roach and Patterson, uh, and Shaw attacking from from midfield. So we had three men in the box for, for crosses, and we were dangerous that way. So if you if you put two players on on Kadim Harris, um, he. He he seems to be he he seems, he seems to have nowhere to go, and um, with Adam Reach, uh, you just need uh, you need a player betting on the on on the space behind Adam Reach because um, while he is is a very um, he's a very um, uh, disciplined player and, and will track back quickly, he's not very fast. So so when he does ca- get caught up uh, upfield um, uh, or infield even, uh, there will often be a lot of space on that side. So so that. That creates ripples effects in 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 our, in our team. So we've definitely been our best when we played a proper three five two and not a five three two, which is is how it often ends up when we are under the coach that we collapse midfield onto defence and we struggle to get out because Patterson's hold up game is is nowhere near as good as, as Stephen Fletcher's was last season. Um, Winders has been good at trying to get him, uh, run into through balls, but when when we are that compressed, it can be hard to actually even put a through ball onto a to a so, so we've not been able to we've not been able to manipulate space um, and we've certainly not been able to manipulate time either because we seem to be running behind the pace of play because play is dictated by the opponent and how they move the ball and then we try to win the ball off them and then hit them on the counter but that is a reactive playing style and it, and it can work and even for full seasons it can work but I think in our case um, we we that that is how we are surviving. Uh, that that is that is how we we might get to to uh, to to twenty first. Just, but I think if the team played in a different way, when it was uh, a more creative team and a team more intent on keeping the ball in the opposition's half and and having movement, having players betting on space uh, in behind or or even in between uh, lines, you, we have players that can absolutely tear teams apart. If if Bang get in more than one twos. Uh, if Harris gets uh, gets a good ball into into uh, into space and runs onto that, uh, that that creates a lot of space as well. And we have uh, in Jordan Rhodes has been having a bit of a renaissance, but but not really uh, as is is the case with him. But but he, he's really good at finding space when when you when the when the, when the defense he's playing against is, um, is a set defense that that feels secure in its organization. He he really really struggles. But once you get the t- defense turned and you get them moving. He finds that space that they they move away from, and and he, he can he can uh, get those goals uh, in, inside the six-yard box, and and we really need to uh, to, to to focus on what, what players do we have and what are their their strengths. And their strengths are when I look at the squad, I see an attacking squad. I don't see a squad that is adept at playing a deep uh, five-three-two, uh, trying to hit a front man and playing off the second balls because we 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 struggled with that against Birmingham and. Thompson actually picked up on in his post-match comments saying that we went too long, uh, too often, um, and and so it's 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 an issue. But do do managers our managers allow us able to to affect that? Is the big question for me because these are the issues we've been having for five years now. So uh, I'm beginning to think it's that if you could put Mourinho in, in charge and 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 the players would still play the same way because they 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 are pretty much uncoachable. Uh, and, and actually our, our old coach, uh, the, the morose, Jos uh, uh he was quoted after he left Wednesday uh, saying that he, he was really frustrated with how the players were, were having to be told everything, had to be instructed during games all the time. Why can't they think for themselves once they cross that white right line? That was his frustration as a football man. And I think you see that. Uh, we, yeah, um, And we scored one goal. We've scored one goal when we've been behind in games in this season. One equalizer um, and and I think that tells you tells you everything about the, the lack of um, strength mentally uh, even though we have players that you would say they are leaders like Barry Bannon and uh, and and Sam Hutchinson now as well uh, and Patterson is also a, a very vocal guy Jay Donkley is a very vocal guy and and uh, and and gets in uh, tries to, to to G G players off but it's there's, 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 it's just the frustration of seeing the similar things happen even though we're, we're, we're trying and you can hear the managers are trying to change things into to, to something that will be more effective um, so, so, the, so, so the shape and the system is, is more fluid than it should be uh, and we don't seem to have like a discernible playing style uh, which is a worry uh, in a season like this when you can't just change the playing style around and, and, and in, embed a new playing style uh, during the season
1: yeah, so Kryptonite for Brentford. Uh, and this is why it's probably interesting thinking about your shape and um, what you guys do. But at the moment, it's the last few games. It's been really apparent that Brentford have struggled with wing backs, like having the three defenders that you mentioned for Wednesday. Why you feel like it's important for that? So teams are doing that against Brentford and also playing wing back systems, but um, pushing their wing backs high to support three pressing forwards or two forwards and a, uh, an attacking midfielder behind. So they're staggered. Um, they're forcing Brentford to basically make a lot of passes, deep, deep passes, and then go long and just disrupt the play just between the thirds and just to stop us playing. And we're really struggling out wide. And um, it's it's been noticeable, some of the performances of players, just whether they're finding their positions wrong. And um, that's why I was quite interested in Wednesday. I think, is there anything about opponents that, um, that seem to trigger your... Wing back shape, or is the wing back? Are you settled into it now, or is it more? Is it who's fit game to game, or do you think you think we're going to see the three five two on the weekend? Uh, sorry, Wednesday.
2: Yeah, I think we'll we'll see the three five two. Um, the, the issue has been the like the the fitness, fitness management means that it keeps changing because once you're missing a play in midfield, reach moves inside, and then you you remove him from his best position, which is uh, is wide on the left. The same thing with Harris can happen that he needs to play more defensively uh, because we. Uh, because of uh, the the midfield being more attacking with with reaching there or, or less able to defend um, and and more turnover happening. happening um, and also Harris's pace being needed at at the back when you're playing uh, Hutchinson Che uh, Donkley and, uh, and, and 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 Tom Lees you, you're not actually blessed for pace uh, at the back in the back uh, in the back line uh, so, so I I I think we I, I'd really love us to see as I approach the game uh, that way that you described that we push the wing backs up high and that we have not just the front two who work the backsides off every game, but also have at least one of the three midfielders push up. What that The opportunity that creates for Brentford, obviously, is that you have technically very able players, and you should really be able to, to almost press bait us and, and set a trap. Uh, and, and if you can get us moving to one side of the pitch, for instance, in that press, and, and then the space opens up on the other side, uh, you have the players with the pace and 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 the control of the ball to to be able to pounce in on that space quickly and that just turns our entire team around and has us backtracking and and it, and, and again we might struggle to to get back to and you might create uh, at least uh, uh, equal uh, numbers uh, or, or in wide areas uh, and then that creates the chance to to um, to allow runs to happen in, in the center for for uh, for for, for for a ball from, from, from wide areas to be, be played into them. So so it, it's not... I, I mean, the, the problem for us is that, that if if you if teams hadn't realised uh, that this was Brentford's kryptonite yet, we might have been able to spring it as a, as a surprise, but but it's, considering you've lost three in a spin, um, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain with, with the sort of diligence that, uh, that goes into the preparation at Brentford. Uh, which we heard uh, Ivan Tony uh, comment on uh, in the uh, in the in the in the game uh, at Hillsborough, where he, where he said they 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 picked up on on Cameron Dawson's um, inability to um, to deflect saves uh, away from from the goal mouth and and often would deflect them into uh, into into a, an attacker. Um, so that sort of attention to detail, with that sort of attention to detail, sorry. Uh, I would expect Brentford to to have sourced that that Wednesday might be able to be be baited into the press, but but the energy might not be there for the entirety of the game. Uh, that's point one and point two. You might be able to because our players aren't necessarily all of them the fastest, and they don't necessarily press as as a as a well-functioning unit with pistons. That you might be able to find spaces within that press um, to to um, to create quick. Um, Quick overloads, um, especially wide, but perhaps also in behind Barry Bannon, for instance, who is a very um, ill-disciplined, ill-disciplined uh, player tactically. So I think if you if you're looking for space, you you should be looking around the space that Bannon will vacate when he goes on his uh, Gongho single man presses, um, because we don't tend to have the player that will shuttle into to the space that Bannon leaves behind, uh, and, and we had that Buljongo uh, early in the season, and we're really missing that. Shaw has been tasked with being more of the the rushing midfielder, um, and I'm really hoping um, that he, he he's not uh, cast aside uh, after the, the the sending off because we need his energy, we need his ability to carry the ball, and his optimism in in, in playing and in trying things. Um, because if we, we if we if we approach a game with with a, a very flat uh, midfield three, central midfield three, we, we're going to struggle because. Um, it's too easy to shut down uh, Adam Rees and, and Kadim Harris, unfortunately, um, in in the wide areas. Um, and obviously, with with the, the sort of wide attacker, um, wide forwards rather, um, that, that you've been employing, there is that you have the opportunity to to maybe exploit their space behind the, the wing backs if if you if you are trying if you have been working on a way to to get around the uh, the, the kryptonite of the uh, of the three three five two.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. I think um, Tom Rince has sent in a really good question because um, uh, a lot of fans are really concerned now about the shape and they're identifying that 4-3-3 for us probably isn't working at the moment because we're not getting the work out of the um, the wide forwards, especially Mbemo on his side. So 4-3-3 can be quite a narrow formation. The, the wide forward has to know whether to press, whether to go high, whether to drop, whether to support his right back, whether to... Whether to tuck in or it's very hard positionally, and Mbemo seems to be out of position quite a lot at the moment we're not we 've not got that defensive structure from the front going back and um wing backs pretty much the last three games every wing back we've played has found it far too easy to get up to the basically just to get up field unmarked overload out wide, and basically get himself the the wing backs are getting um uh, getting up against the fullbacks for us, and it's just a 1v1 situation. They're just getting crosses in or getting beyond them, and then everyone else is uh, loading into the box or supporting behind. We're, we're just not really getting that balance right from front to back in the team. So, lots of people are saying. So, Tom Rint's question I'll go on to this quickly. Would switching to a 3 4 3 help Brian and Bremo being brought in off the wing and closer to others? And then, who would the best pairing for a midfield 2 be? So, I think he's done a couple of things here. He said, um, he's basically said that he he's identified that the 4-3-3 isn't working and should we be switching shape to a 3-4-3 to do some of the things you said maybe get a third center back in there just have a bit of fixed movement so you're not expecting so much so much dynamic play from your center backs you're actually just having three rigid center backs there who can squeeze in and maybe maybe give us a bit more defensive solidity and build from there but the next thing that that takes away is in the midfield line for the midfielders you can't you, Brentford aren't really going to play three central midfielders they're just probably going to play two so, because they want to have three forwards still keep the integrity of the three four, three on the forward line so you're 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 moving out a player from midfield to benefit the center backs, and then you have this chasm between because two players have to do the work of three and you expect the wide forwards to come in and tuck in a little bit more so you're you're filling the wide spaces with a full of uh, two wing backs, but you are giving up a little bit of the center of the field so you can get overrun by a team playing three, which most teams do so it's really hard to place where the issues are here so I think it's it's the first issue is saying Brentford are struggling against wing backs but the second vital part behind that is they're struggling against teams also pressing with 3 and then having the wing-backs push on beside those players as well. So it's actually a front five that causes issues and making it really difficult for Brentford to play out. You, you said it yourself, so Wednesday are slightly different here compared to some of the teams we've faced recently, Barnsley and uh, Coventry, in terms of the age profile and the youth. So I'd be surprised if Patterson and um, Windass and Reach as well were able to function and be part of a system and also Bannon behind that as well being able to push Brentford back and disrupt as much as some of the other teams have done in the last few games so it's not necessarily the wingback system I think we're afraid of it's also the wingback system with highly energetic young players buzzing around our centre backs and making us go long and then us not being able to do anything at the other end so I personally wouldn't um I don't think any of Brentford midfielders work in a pair I don't think any of them Suit playing in just the two because all of them have deficiencies, and the three together is the perfect blend for Brentford. One sort of holding, one being a bit more of a progressor, ball carrier, and then the other being the passer. So it's a it's a blend of three and I think when you take that responsibility and place that that through those three separate responsibilities on onto two players um you just end up becoming a bit of a static team and you you lose a bit of a progression because uh you're just relying on the wing backs to provide the width and move up and down so it's a difficult conundrum we've got coming on here um uh, I think uh Wednesday uh would have watched the last few games and if if ever there was a time that I think you're going to try and push high and try and use your subs and and really exploit Brentford for those first thirty forty minutes. I think it's uh, it's going to be on Wednesday. Um, I think instead of talking about this, Brentford obviously have struggled defensively as well. I think that's a key thing as well. And I think if if Harris and um, Reach are told to push high and exploit the fullbacks and try and get crosses in, um, it, the game against the game back at Hillsborough wasn't completely easy. I think you didn't get many shots off, but there were some moments where. Harris particularly did really well against uh, the left uh, the left back side with Henry struggling a little bit so it'd be really interesting to watch out but let's take this back on to Wednesday a little bit um uh i think um it's really easy to think of Wednesday as sort of a, like a long ball um, direct team. And I think you do get the ball forward quickly. You try to hit those forwards. But is there is there a little bit more of um, an identifiable passing structure of Wednesday now? I think you've got the three centre-backs. You move the ball across them and then you try and get the ball out to the wings and then back into the midfield and then ban and chip forward from there and you said to yourself as well Hutchinson dropping deep um, are, you, are you? do you think you're going to try and play a little bit more than we'd expect normally from Wednesday
2: uh, I think we will tr- maybe uh, I think Thompson will want to force us to play more be on the ball more um, the problem we've been having is that we, we we tend to not keep the ball for a very long time um, and, and that comes down to uh, essentially you could man mark the entire winter team and we'd never be able to find a passing option because the players just stand still so the big issue is the the lag of players moving off the ball, uh, and especially before when, when a pass is made, you can't wait for the player who gets the ball to receive the ball and control the ball before you make your run. You need to make your run before that happens, uh, and you need to think about if I run here, what sort of space does that create for my uh, for, for my my teammates? But again, it, it comes back to to the players uh, not not thinking as as a team, but thinking. How can I do this better, and how can I uh, decide the game? So it's it's that that is the main issue. Um, and and while we we do seem to have uh, we do seem to have, to have adopted uh, um, rather than rather than just um, hitting it quickly into to central midfield and, and trying to get it get it wide, we, we do have, seem to have adopted the ability to, to keep hold of the ball a bit and and uh, and roll it across the, the the back three. The problem is that we um, we then. The, the the players we have in the, in the back line aren't very good on the ball, so if you just if you just have a whiff of a of a pressure on them, uh, there there is a mistake waiting to happen there, and we saw that a few times uh, against Birmingham, even though Birmingham were, weren't very good at pressing them, uh, pressing our defence. Um, I think the players you have will be attuned to to sensing that sort of insecurity and and be able to move as a unit to to exploit it the the, the most. So. So I, th- I think Thompson will be, w- will be worried about um, seeing his, his, his back three under pressure because what happens when our back three has the ball and they're under pressure? Or you'll, you'll, you'll notice this um, because, also because he's a very noticeable player when he runs. Barry Bannon will, will drop back and try to get the ball. Um, and when Barry Bannon drops back uh, uh, to, to get the ball, gets, gets closer to the, to the back three to get the ball, then he gets the ball and he has to turn with the ball. Um, and and he will often wait for the uh, opponent to come up behind him, and then he does his little uh, stop and uh, and uh, and swirl around move, and and then he sprays the ball into uh, onto to the wing or tries to to play a ball uh, deep into um, deep into space for, for forward to run onto. But what what happens when he plays those balls? He plays the balls um, just on the edge of our of our own third. If he got that ball in in the centre circle instead. Uh, the, first of all, the, the the pass he could make into, into deep uh, into into space would be be a lot shorter, so the the uh, the likelihood of it coming off would be a lot higher. But he also has a lot more options because he can pass. There, there will be players on, on on either wing. There will be other midfielders they can be able to pass it to um, if they're moving anyway. And the big thing that Shaw brought to the team, and that we will really need to be able to replace on. Uh, on Wednesday, is is uh, one of the three midfielders always moving forwards? It might, it needn't be the same one all the time. It actually is, a, is an advantage if it's not the same uh, all the time, but one of them needs to bet on the space, uh, 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 the space being created in front of uh, in, in front of of our midfield, and and the sort of movement that you make from from central midfield forwards will create ripple effects um, uh, marking-wise that will create space for our two strikers who have really struggled to come into games recently um, because they've received the long balls. And then Patterson has actually been winning quite a few of uh, of, of, uh, of the long balls, but when you look around when when he wins them, uh, either his striking partner is standing within three or four yards of him and often behind him, uh, or there are no one in within 15 yards of him. So... so uh, if you're playing, if you want to play that sort of game where you would go along and, and you have play off second balls, you need a lot of players moving while the header of the of the target man is being hit. Uh, so so you you increase your chances of retaining the ball in in the in the opposition's third. But we're not doing that, and we haven't been doing that. Um, and I don't think that plays to our strengths. I, I think with the strikers we do have, we we need to play in a, in, a, in a different way. And and as I say, I really hope we can do it against Brentford. But I'm. I'm struggling to see us play an jesse game for for 90 minutes. So if if I was Brentford, I would be expecting um, I wouldn't say an onslaught, but uh, but um, a high intensity performance from Wednesday. But I'd also be be um, be a bit like a boxer uh, in 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 the in the first 11 rounds, letting the other boxer just uh, uh, see about energy by by hitting a lot of by hitting uh, your hands a lot, and and then in the in the last round you can knock him out because he's so tired. So, um, and that's what I'm, we've seen that time and again. Um, so so if, if Brent, Brentford really needs to be patient, um, is my point, really. Um, and I think if Brentford are patient, we, 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 we might struggle because, um, um, yeah, it's 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 hard to see where the goals are coming from uh, with us uh, at the moment, where the chances are coming from, really. Because once we get the chances, we're actually OK at, uh, at converting them.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. There's another question that's come in from um, uh, Richard McDougall on Twitter. And he's saying, and I think probably a lot of people share this sentiment, um, what formation or tactical changes will be needed due to the Rico Henry injury? So that's Brentford's left back. And um, I think uh, the initial thought of this is because Henry's out now and we've been struggling defensively, that the team shape is going to be changed because of how Brian's been defending on the front um having two center backs isn't quite working at the moment none of the pairings are are preventing crosses uh, sorry are dealing with crosses coming in the full backs aren't working the team's just i think 4-3-3 is dependent on the team playing very well and just defending well from the front and staying in a good block out of possession and brentford aren't doing that at the moment it's too easy to walk through them but um I'd, I'd, something that i can't really get out of my head here is because circumstantially, sheffield wednesday are up next and While um, we've addressed that Sheffield Wednesday do use a wing back system, there are other parts of Wednesday that um, they'd have quickly identified. For instance, you always play with three midfielders. You don't have three central midfielders, so you're not going to go down to two. So if Brentford did move to a 3 4 3 system, for instance, against, let's be honest, one of the weaker teams in the division, they're already giving up a numerical advantage in the middle of the field. It would be 3v2. So there's already an extra strain on those players. I think another side of what we've seen recently is how much pressure forwards have been putting on Ethan Pinnock and Mads sorensen two left-footed centre-backs, like heavily left-footed centre-backs on the ball, how much pressure they've been putting under them, um, giving them sort of close intensity, making them rush, um, making them make passes on the wrong side, cutting down their angles. Are Sheffield Wednesday going to be able to do that as effectively as some of the other teams? I'm not sure as well. So, uh, the immediate reaction is Rico's out injured. Is there going to be wholesale changes? But I wouldn't be surprised if the four-three-three does remain, and there's a little bit more faith shown in the in the main system. And someone does fill in at left back, maybe Roselev or Tarek Fosu or someone else plays there instead of actually ripping up the system and and trying to let them uh, let them try and play through Wednesday. Deal with the early pressure, which is no doubt going to be there, the high intensity part to begin with and then see if the football can take them through. Because um, we, we know Brentford's passing game is there and it, there's not many teams. When Brentford get moving, there aren't many teams that can live with them. And um, I, I think, I've just got a feeling there might not be the the um, wholesale changes that uh, Rich McDougall is insinuating with Wednesday. But we'll see. I mean, it could be that the, the three-at-back system comes out and we see the change. But I, I just wouldn't bank on it uh I wouldn't bank on it. Basically,
2: one tweak you could you could make, and, and we've 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 done that a few times, um, is having the uh, is having one of the uh, the, the midfielders drop into defence to to accommodate uh, uh, a fullback bombing on. Um, so 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 that gives you sort of solidity, um, but also gives you gives you some some uh, acceleration um, and movement uh, on, on on the, on the wings. So it might be something if as you're saying if you're playing a more attacking player in, in, in instead of uh, in in, in uh, rico henry's place um it might be a way to to accommodate his strengths um going forwards. um and it would that would ask questions of uh, of whoever we play on, on 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 our on our right wing back um if he were if that player was able to bump forward and you can then and you can then be be a more solid um by, by dropping a by dropping a a, a central midfield into to to defence, um, but but I don't really think you will struggle with um, with defending our our strikers in in duels. We've we've not really seen them there. Well, our, what, especially, um, and and Patterson has also been been quite adept at it recently. They're good at, at sensing when to steal the ball. So so it's it's encouraging for me as a Wednesday fan to to hear that Pinnock and uh, and Rosler, um can 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 get rushed on the ball because. We'll definitely look to do that because that's something. If, if we if we have let's say we have a, a close shape where, where either we get the ball or we, we really get close to getting the ball within the first four or five minutes um, by Windows or Patterson pressing your, your centre backs, that will embolden them and build some confidence in that that is the, the the right way to approach it. And it would also mean if 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 our strikers are pushing up, you'd also automatically have have our midfield pushing up as well. Um, and obviously that creates space behind our our defense because the defense would then also have to move up uh, uh unless we want to, to create passing easy passing options in behind our our midfield um so so that gives you some space in behind that that they might be able to hit um but i i would expect uh i would expect Kadeem Harris to be tasked uh with being more the more defensive of him and and Rich because Reach is not really a very uh, able uh defender in in a 1v1 setting anyway uh, while he's he's quite good he's, he's actually very good positionally uh, in my opinion but he's he's he struggles when he comes up against a physical battle against a, against another player um so one one way i mean i mean know mentioned before um whether to to drop the the white forwards but one way to to do it might be able to to focus uh some of those um some of those long balls and, and it would have to be the the, the natural naturally place of the two uh, center backs uh, on, the, on the left foot with a with diagonal um, into the space where, where, where Reach is, is the wing back either for, for a, a, an aerial duel or, or just trying to hit that space in behind him and, and try to turn our defence um, because if there's one thing you don't like it's, it's when, 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 when uh, our defence is being, is being turned uh, that they, they can get quite panicky um, and we've seen a lot of last its defending from Winston because we again as I said we get, seem to get like stuck one or two seconds behind the wrong play um, when, when we lose the ball um, and we've been losing the ball a lot so I, I definitely think the key for Brentford is patience because um, and even if you get if you, even if you get rushed and uh, you have to avoid getting flustered and you have to have the confidence that you can that you can keep the ball um, because when we get the ball even when we win the ball we we, we, we tend to lose it quite quickly at the moment. Um, because players don't quite know where each other are running, or there aren't any players running, so so it's hard to to um, to move the ball. So it's easy to to counterpress um, uh, counterpress our, our midfielders when, when they they get on the ball uh, after winning it. Um, so yeah, I, I I definitely think that you if that the the good thing about the three losses for you um, is the fact that you you will see a test of whether. Uh, whether the club trusts its, um, shall we say, rational instincts and 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 sticks with sticks with the plan uh, despite the uh, the gale blowing into your faces, you you stick you're staying the course, or whether you you're going to see a knee jerk where, where where one injury and and some uh, tactical struggles uh, will will uh, introduce wholesale changes into the team, so uh, that's definitely something to watch out for.
1: Yeah, it's definitely an interesting way to look at it. I think. Um Thomas Frank uh, you probably know maybe more I don't, I don't have, from his Denmark times but he is one stubborn manager and I think they have a system they have a way of playing and it doesn't it they are not changing away from that depending on opposition or adversity or a couple of bad results it takes a lot for them to shift and move and we I think we'll know how much this last phase has rocked them by the reaction that we see in terms of what you were just saying about shape and um and how they react to having a few players out. It is a little bit more than one. I think Ivan Tony's out injured. Uh, Rika Henry's injured. Um Brian and Bomo's been really out of form. Um centre backs are really struggling. So they uh, they played a lot of football so they're struggling for um fitness. So it's it's yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how they approach this. And if we if we just see the za- exact same shape, exactly same three man midfield, exact same system, with just as good a or the the next best option we can place in the left back, it will just it will um yeah it, w- it will prove that this hasn't unsettled them, and uh maybe they were expecting something like this 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 kind of um this kind of bad scenario it's yeah it's gonna be a crazy season they 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 always plan for the worst, and um you just have to make it work, this is what these managers are here for, head coaches, and they have to come up with solutions to these to these um problems and get these teams through this otherwise what yeah it's not always going to be rosy um there's going to be some really really tough times too i think uh,
2: thomas uh, frank uh, would say uh, in his uh, wonderful copenhagen english uh, you got to uh, trust the process
1: <laughs> yeah trust the process yeah <laughs> there's been a few um there's been a few of those and uh, things behind that but yeah, I don't know. I I think um the perception of him is probably different here now. I think I th- I think he's uh I think he's really good at post-match interviews and I think that was something that he was probably quite bad at and maybe the underdog has been better for him here where he was the where he was the big dog back there. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um as we start to wrap this up but yeah i've, I've realized um, we're we're running on i think we could chat for hours and hours peter but um i guess let's start drawing to a bit of a close uh, you've lost two in a row brentford have lost three in the bounce something has to give here um what does what does wednesday need to do to win this game sort of who who's who needs to be playing really really well to to seal this game for you is it kadiv is it kadim harris on the wings uh, does he need to have a good game or is it is it just pretty much everyone.
2: Well, there's the only player who really uh, did well uh, on on Thursday was was, uh, was Sam Hutchinson. Um, I think the most of the other players will will look themselves in the mirror and say that was was not good enough. And again, it all it all boils down to the lack of trust in each other, um, which is it, it's it's more worrying than if you're just having one or two or three players out of form who, who are struggling to to uh, to do that, that stuff. When you're seeing the entire team. Like uh, pointed each other and and shouted each other, uh, not in that encouraging way, but in the uh, in the accusative way. Uh, it does seem a sort of like when once they step in, step into onto the pitch, it's like a battle, and and any shape or form or or or, or plan that was there beforehand goes out of the window. Uh, and that, that that can sometimes that can be a, that can be a, an advantage in in, in some games where, where where it's it's a war of attrition. But I don't think that's the way to approach a game against Brentford, and I think the, the games, especially the game against uh, Barnsley, uh, Watching the highlights from that, anyway, it proves how, how much how much you can be hurt when when you have someone playing you with energy uh, and using that energy within uh, a very set plan. Um, we don't have the energy, and we don't have the plan, so uh, it might be an issue. Um, well, obviously, Barry Baron is 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 is. Our only creative output, and and that is why it's it's quite easy to shut us down. If you if you get Bannon to, if you push our defensive line uh, back enough with with uh, with some pressure, Bannon will drop deep as well to get the ball because he's 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 allergic to not having the ball. So he will always search out the ball. So you can move Bannon around the pitch by moving the ball around, so to speak. Uh, and and uh, and and if if you get Bannon. Uh, confined to to our own half uh, as much as possible, we, we, it'll stop us playing, basically, and stop us being threatening because um, we don't really have any any other option. The the, the main reason we got uh, Izzy Browning on loan, and I'm I'm really low that he's not playing more because I love him as a player from from the the little I've seen of him. Uh, I'd I'd really love to see Izzy Brown come in instead of uh, of of uh, of Shaw in midfield, uh, and see see what what, what sort of um, what sort of uh, uh, dynamic that could create. Because if you then focus on shutting down Bannon, we can have Is Brown has really got a probing and finding space in that uh, area between the the defence and the midfield of the opposition and connecting balls from from player like Bannon into Patterson, for instance, and then onto Wenders. Um, so so that's what I'm seeing. I'm, I'm hoping that we're seeing Brown play and I'm hoping that allows Bannon to be a creative force rather than a creative uh, black hole, which uh, unfortunately he has become recently.
1: Okay, Peter, you're in a safe space. Um, where do you think you're going to finish? Do you think you'll avoid the drop or do you think um, it's going to suck you in?
2: <sighs> it's a bloody hard one. Um, I'm probably on 60-40 that we will go down at the moment. Um, and I wasn't before Saturday, to be honest. So it's it's uh, like you were referencing earlier uh, I'm definitely um, guilty of the of the same sort of uh, overreaction to to results at the moment uh, because once we win a game when we won the game against Wickham it, it looked like we we we'd, we'd stumble up, uh, upon something of a of a playing style that could, could uh, hurt teams and, and get us the necessary points but then you watch the game against uh, Birmingham and, and and even before the the sending off uh, we, we, did, we didn't look like having anything. So yeah what I'm betting on basically is other than Wickham, uh two other teams being worse than we are. Uh it's terrible to say but but that's that's where we are at. We we just need someone to be worse than we are and drop more points than we do. Um and whether they will do that's a big question and I'll I'll definitely be doing my my uh my sadly traditional once a year uh look at how teams uh, from from this point of the season onwards uh, how they progress into to the season and how what whether the points target of, of 50 points, which is, is actually the, um, the true median of, of 21st in the last 20 seasons, whether that will hold this season or whether we could expect uh, it to be higher or lower. Um, because it's, it's, it's just counting backwards from, from 50 at the moment. Um, and Brentford is, is, a, is a free hit, basically. We're not expecting anything out of Brentford. But obviously looking at your recent form... We're wondering: is it a is it a herd animal that will uh, will will uh, lunge uh, and lunch back and and and, uh, and regroup and, and get back into things, or is it is it actually a team that has, like all the other teams in division, at some point this season, has been caught in a, in a downward spiral that they they can't get out of? Um, so, so that's that's going to be the really interesting part. What this game uh, tells us about the rest of the season, rather than the game itself, because I'm not expecting fireworks. Um, I've I've been a Wednesday fan for too for, for too long to for to do that
1: yeah that's a good note to end this i think um for Brentford i think um especially how much Wednesday are struggling, the struggles they've had recently um where they are uh, a fourth loss in a row might start asking serious questions because there has to be a point where results either results have to be looked at, but yeah, we'll see I don't think um I don't think it's panic stations just yet but um but yeah good way to to sort of wrap this up but peter thank you so much for um for coming on uh yeah can you um can you remind us where to find um some of your stuff online um your your twitter accounts and bits like that
2: yeah uh so my 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 personal twitter account is uh at p-l-o-e-h-m-a-n-n um and uh that's where i post most of my stuff and then then i have uh, as you referenced earlier um i have uh at alzababstat which is um uh, a, a, a slightly dormant podcast uh, <laughs> that I do with uh, with two uh, two two uh, good friends, um, uh, one from America and one uh, well, sorry one in America and one in in uh, in Sheffield, uh, Jameson and, uh, and James Marriott. Um, so that's that's basically where, where most of my stuff comes and and um, and yeah. I'm always up for if if people have any queries or, or questions, I've I've got a lot of data sources, and and I love when people get in touch and and ask me uh, questions, and can how how are things looking if you look at it at it this way or this way, and and, and trying to answer that question with a with, with a look at the numbers, and and maybe learning something. Um, so so if anyone has any questions or anything, uh, even Brentford related, um, I would obviously love to uh, to give it a go. Um, so so yeah.
1: Yeah, great stuff. Really kind of you, Peter. And yeah, everyone should definitely check out your um your pages and uh, there's definitely lots to learn and um yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting too. Um okay, yeah, that's uh that leaves me to say or do the bit of housekeeping bits. Um thanks so much for your questions. And um, there's just so many of them. It's really hard to fit them all in. Uh, maybe we'll do another one of those um, maybe dedicated podcasts with just questions where because just just to give them the room to, to chat through but yeah, thanks for so much there's um could only get through a few of them and fit them in um bees tactical yep, go and check out the blog on sub stack uh, search word on Twitter is bees tactical and on substack as well um there's the patreon uh give us reviews on the podcast um that leaves me to say thank you to Peter once again and uh yeah, we'll catch you next time.